Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you find love on a podcast? Perhaps not any old podcast, but maybe if you have the help of a professional matchmaker, love may be drifting on the airwaves for you. I'm Talia. And I'm Becca. And welcome to Love Struck Daily. Talia Goldstein. I'm the founder of Three Day Rule Matchmaking. We are a personalized matchmaking company. We work one-on-one with clients and we get to know them really well and we set them up with high quality matches. I'm Becca Klein. I'm a matchmaker and date coach with Three Day Rule. And uh, today we are working with our lovely Ashley. She has the most infectious personality, smile, laugh, all the above. She's outgoing personable, and we are just wanting to find her a great guy. Hey, Ashley, how's it going? It's going well. I'm excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. So what part of LA are you in? I'm in West Hollywood. I love West Hollywood. I used to live there. So fun. So fun. Yeah. It's a perfect place to live when you just moved to LA. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. I am currently in the Cayman Islands. How's the weather? It's nice. Definitely humid, which I forgot about um, (sighs) since being in California. I had a trip this past weekend back to, I'm from the East Coast. So back to North Carolina and 
somehow it was cheaper to fly out of the country into the Cayman Islands and then back to LA. So I don't really know how that worked out, but <laughs> I lived in the Cayman Islands last year for a year. So that's kind of my connection to here. But yeah, so I'm outside like on my friend's back porch right now and it's very nice. So hopefully the chickens don't start getting too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a nice conversation starter. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you hear screaming, it's not me. It's the chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have an amazing match, Jeff, for you today. And we kind of thought he was a good match for you for a couple of reasons. What we know of you is you have a bubbly, bright, outgoing personality. You are easy to talk to. You just radiate joy and energy. So you really have this zest for life. And we want someone who matches that for you and brings some of that to the table as well, but can also balance out the self-proclaimed romanticizer that you have inside of you that kind of, you know, leans towards big gestures and wanting the big, the big moments of love um, and oftentimes feels disappointed. So in comes Jeff. That's kind of why we chose him for you. So you guys share actually a lot of similar qualities. He too is outgoing. He is very personable, so easy to talk to, very optimistic outlook on life. So you guys share what we consider to be core personality values and things that are important in the way that you perceive life. Where we think he can really balance you out is he tends to be a little bit more of the grounding force. So a bit of relationship history on Jeff was in a long-term relationship, ended about two years ago. He's taken the time to process. He's pretty open about it. So he's someone who's done that internal work on himself. He kind of knows what he's looking for and at the same time has an open mind and an open heart and is really ready to meet somebody new. So we feel like that part of him would be a good balance to the romanticizer and that he you know, has a bit of that himself. He wants love. He's looking for that in the same way you are. And he can maybe take it at a slower pace that is a little bit more consistent and, you know, bring the joy and the excitement, but at the same time, the consistency that we're looking for in a longer term relationship. So we really view you as kind of the free spirit, the outgoing, you know, energizer bunny that is going to bring the light and energy and joy. And we really see him as kind of the grounding rock who can ground the relationship and again, has that joy and zest for life, but at the same time, won't maybe go for the big spark moments and kind of go for the more subtle ones that make you feel seen and heard and special and safe in a relationship. And on that topic... We know that you are a hopeless romantic, but I just want to remind you, Ashley, that this is not like the movies. This is not like romantic comedies and Disney fairy tales. And actually, it's best not to have those crazy butterflies on the first date. What we found in the couples that we've matched successfully is typically the ones that go on to get married come back to tell us that they felt at ease, they felt at home, they felt comfortable, the best version of themselves. So that's really what we should be looking out for. It's just how you feel on the date and seeing if you feel comfortable in Jeff's presence. I also encourage you not to go too deep in your head on the date. We don't have to analyze if he's your future husband or the father of your children or if he's going to be good in bed. That is information that we do not need right now. We can analyze that later. So for now, your job is just to go into the date and be present and have fun and get curious. And that's it. And so I encourage you to bring out that playful personality that you have. 
you know, you're, you can talk about things that you're passionate about, which likely is work and interests outside of work. If you end up on the subject of work, you know, try to move past it pretty quickly. It's hard to have a romantic connection if you're only talking business. So you're welcome to bring it up, but let's not um, stay on that topic too long and try to keep it pretty light, not to uh, go into heavy topics on the first few dates. And it should really feel like a ping pong match. So you ask a question, he asks a question, and the question should be more open-ended. So instead of, do you have siblings, which is a yes or no answer, more like, tell me about your family or tell me about the last trip you took. Something so the two of you can tell stories and have more of a conversation than yes or no answers. So that's it. Like really have fun and we will debrief after the date. And that's where we can figure out what the next steps are. But in the moment, just be yourself and be present. That was super helpful advice to hear because I was already going into my head. So awesome. That sounds great. (laughs) Okay. We're going to set the stage for this date. We've ordered you both Postmates. I know yours has already arrived, Ashley. I know this is a virtual date, but let's pretend you're together in a cute restaurant enjoying a lovely brunch together. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hi, Ashley. It's nice to meet you. Hi, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Okay. Uh, So... Are you, do you already have your brunch? I'm curious about what you ordered. I do. I have my brunch. My brunch is a taco salad. So, you know, okay. very interesting, very brunchy, obviously. Yeah, very uh. brunchy. Do, do you usually go for the savory over the sweet then, uh, if you had to choose? Uh, yeah, I would say I'm definitely more of a savory person. I was just talking with some friends yesterday about our like ideal brunch order system like how we like to work through brunch so Uh i would say i'm more savory what about you oh i'm totally more savory like 100 percent more savory like i will really really crave pancakes or something like on occasion like i have to have Mm -hmm. pancakes right now yeah but on like a normal like we're going out kind of thing it's a sunday like today i got the uh the sorrel rice bowl from squirrel and that's just like yeah like bacon pesto rice eggs like I usually just want eggs in the morning more than anything into the, if it's the AM, it's still the morning. Like that's still breakfast. I have until noon to just eat breakfast food. Exactly. exactly. Or even then after then, honestly, like I don't really place judgments on it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love like savory breakfast food. Savory breakfast is the best. Are you like a, when it comes to like breakfast sausages, are you like a Lynx guy or like a rounds like patties? Wow. That's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, Lynx, Probably because I feel like that's what I get. Like eighty to not like every time I ask for sausage, that that's what I get. So I don't even think about the choice that much. Like if it's the <laughs> same meat, is that just a texture thing? Am I just like picking my form? Because if I'm just picking a form, then yeah, I'll just stick with the links. You know, I like the links. You can just eat those. You can pick them up with your hand. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly, that's true. Any food is finger food if you try hard enough. That's my. Uh, that's my yeah, motto. But it's nicer that they're shaped like French fries, you know, or like mozzarella sticks or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very dippable. Um, very dippable. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, shoot. I, I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait for this food to get here. Oh, my gosh. All right. But, Ashley, tell me, like, you live in L.A. or around L.A.? Like, what do you do? 
Yeah. So I live in LA. I moved there just before Christmas of last year. Oh, um, so you're I new. In, yes. Welcome, yeah, welcome, welcome. Very new. Very okay, new. Like that's six so awesome. months just over. The, I love it though. It's amazing. Um, and I'm in like the West Hollywood area. So nice. all of that fun stuff. And yeah. do you go like out there? Are you been going out, out like on the weekends there? I would say I've been out maybe three times since moving. I lived overseas before moving to LA and I went out like all the time there. So I feel like now I'm in my like detox phase. Wow, um, for sure, so, for sure. Yeah, if someone's like, hey, we're all going out, then I could be convinced. But I definitely, uh, my weekends are a bit more chill now. So Yeah, I find myself going the exact same way, but it's it's just because of the pandemic. Like it's like the sharp divide between like I was going out all the time every weekend, generally maybe a brunch, you know, just whatever. If somebody invited to me, I was probably going to go. And that would be like two or three nights on a weekend. But then, you know, everything happened, everything shut down for a while. Uh, We had to learn how to like entertain ourselves in our own homes for a while. Yeah. And then even when, yeah, I remember it was weird because I remember when things opened up, I thought I was just going to be like, I don't know. I was going to dive in. Like, it was just going to be like this crazy, like, 100%. I'm going to go insane. Like, I've been inside. I'm going to yes. go insane. I'm gonna, I have to go to every club. I got to do everything. And that didn't happen, like, at all. Uh, like, it actually took me, like, I feel like months after everything opened to even, like, start being like, okay, like, I'll go out, like, once a weekend or something. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, I'm a very, very social person. But, you know, you think like, damn, you know, like, I really could just finish this show right now tonight. And like, mm-hmm. I can talk to them later. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, right? Like, I used to think like, oh, I'm not going to see them for a whole week. That's crazy. But yeah. it's just be getting older. You know, you're kind of like, yeah, like, you're, you can just talk again later. You can just put it off. It's fine. Take some time for yourself. Exactly. Would you say that you are more like an introvert or an extrovert when it comes to just like daily life? Absolutely an extrovert, um, but that's why, like, oh my god, I think that's my order calling me. Uh, oh, it's time. Hello? Yeah, 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 from Abby. Perfect. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, don't, that, that conversation point right there, perfect pause. I will be right back. <laughs> we're gonna pause perfect. it right there. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Awkward slide in. <laughs> Put that there. Excuse the poor lighting. I'm still designing the studio space a bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and go. <laughs> okay, yeah. And action. We're back. Um, yeah. Uh, all I was saying was that, yes, I am an extrovert. Uh, once you get me out, I'm out. I love it. I love people. I love having a good time. Um, but I think it wasn't like my personality changed or anything because of the pandemic, but I found myself enjoying solitude more than I ever had before. I think before I was like, I didn't want to be alone a lot of the time. 
And mm-hmm. now I'm like, you know, I can enjoy moments where I'm like learning something today. Like I'm learning a new skill or something, or I'm reading more. And those are like solitary activities. And I think I'm starting to enjoy those more. Yeah. But what about you? I would say definitely an extrovert. Um, everything I do is always around people, but I would agree with you. I think, I think the pandemic definitely, I guess, like sped up the process that I was maybe realizing before the start of it, of like the, like how good it is to have quality time, like with yourself. And like you said, like learning new skills and like reading new books. And those are things that typically you just do like by yourself. Um, So yeah, I feel like through the pandemic, I really dug into that. And now I would agree. Like I also am like, oh yeah, like, like even now I have one day a week where I literally don't make plans. I don't talk to anyone. Like I literally just like stay at home and like clean my room or read or just like watch TV or whatever I feel like doing. And if like halfway through the day, I'm like, okay, I think I do kind of want to be around people. Like I'll let myself do stuff, but I like to have one day where it's just like, I don't have anything planned. This is my day to recenter or whatever I need to do, however I'm feeling. And yeah, I definitely value that. And even I'm like on vacation right now, like I've realized, oh, I really do value that alone time, like having people always around and always coming up to you and be like, what do you want to do now? Let's do this. Like, I'm like, oh, God, this is a lot. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. So are you vacationing with a are you vacationing with a big group? No, it's just me. Uh, but I have been staying with friends. And so it will have like all of our friend group, like from when I lived in that place or wherever, like come over. So it's like, everyone's there to like see me and hang out. And so everyone's like, let's do this. Let's do that. What are you doing? Yeah. What do you want to do? Why are your headphones? And what are you listening to? Like, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to be chill. I know. But yeah, so it's been pretty good, but that definitely made me realize like, Oh, I do value being able to just wake up in my room and take my time and, do whatever and not have people jumping on me and dogs on me and like everyone's like let's hang out right now um so yeah. let's hang out let's hang out yeah that's why i was asking about the vacation with the group thing because like that's that's the thing that when everybody's trying to figure out what to do and it's like what are we going to do what are we going to do what are you going to do and that exactly. is a lot of energy like especially if you're the driving force sometimes like i have found that like depending on who the group is when i've gone like i don't know europe or something it's like Nobody knows what to do. And I'm like, we have to do something, guys. Like, I'm just like, I feel like I have to be this driving force and organizing people. And mm-hmm. then I like, like, yeah, I think I traveled. I traveled once by myself finally. And then it like changed my entire perspective on it. Cause I was like, yeah. I have no pressure. Like, that's the thing. It's pressure. I have no pressure to do anything at this moment. Like I could stay in this hotel all day, but obviously I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But I can just choose when I go out and do the things that I want to do. No, I've never done like a solo trip. I've always done a trip where it's like, maybe I'm traveling like solo to get to somewhere, but I'm like meeting people there, stuff like that. I've never done just a trip where it's just me out and about. So that's really awesome that you've done that. I would tell everybody to do a big thing by themselves, not even like traveling to another country, but you know, a a, a two day hike or something, you know, I don't know. It's, it's magical. That's magical. Where are you on vacation, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? So, yeah. So, I'm from the East Coast originally, North Carolina primarily. And then I moved overseas to the Cayman Islands. I lived there for a year um, working. And then after I finished my work permit there, I ended up moving to L.A. So, I am back on the East Coast this weekend. Um, I was in North Carolina for a couple days. And then now I'm currently in the Cayman Islands. Um, And then I'll be coming back to LA this afternoon. 
Wow. Okay. So I'm curious. Those are three entirely different climates. Uh, what do you like more? You know, do you, would you rather just be constant heat or do you want seasons basically? I love LA's climate the most because there's no humidity. So I like have my best like hair days and life on the West Coast, I think, because of yeah. that. So definitely LA's climate. I would say the Cayman Islands are less humid than North Carolina right now, which is surprising but somehow that's the case. So I am not as hot here as I was in North Carolina, yeah. but it's still humidity. So I'm like, Ugh. yeah, humidity heat is so different. Like, like as, cause I grew up, I've yeah. grown up in Southern California uh, my whole life. I grew up like an hour South of LA, moved to LA like eh, actually 10, 10 years. Yeah. It's been about 10 years ago. And yeah, I guess I just always thought this is what heat is. Like, I think I just grew up being like desert heat is the heat. And then I go to New York for the first time and I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm sweating as soon as I yep. walk out the door. I have to shower yep. three times a day. Uh, this is absolutely – now it's raining. Great. Now, I was already wet. You know, I was already yeah. wet. But now it's raining. So, who cares? It's a warm rain. Like, whatever. I'll just slop, 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 walking through that. Exactly. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because okay, I've lived here my whole life and I, I've had a lot of moments where I was like, I'm going to move to New York. You know, you just think that, you know, I really like to move to New mm -hmm. York. It would be cool to change it up. I love the city. I visited it for about a month straight. So it was like at okay. least enough time in my head that I was like, I know what it would be like to navigate in the city. But it was during the summer when I visited exactly. and I always think about it. Oh, I, gosh. You know. And that's not what held me back. Other things yeah. that held me back, but I like, I, I would be a big baby. Like I'd be a baby in the winter when it's too cold because I don't <laughs> like the cold. I'd be a baby in the summer because it'd be too sweaty. I like bundling up in the winter and all that. Like there's something comforting about it. But if it was like, I mean, it is LA. So summer is all the time kind of, but yeah, <laughs> if summer was all the time, a nice, just beautiful beach weather all the time, I'd be in heaven. Yeah. I didn't realize until I was texting my friends and I was like, okay, what's the weather going to be like this weekend? They were like, oh, well, it's been raining like every day for the last like two weeks and i that i was like standing in la like on third street or something and i was like oh hmm, i forgot about rain and it's really sunny here and i don't want to go back to the rain like um and i was like okay yeah i think i like the west coast weather better um so thankfully it's only rained like twice since i've been here and both times like we were just inside doing stuff so it was like oh it rained and now it's gone awesome there was like a thunderstorm this morning which scared me a little bit i forgot about those as well wow. um but yeah definitely definitely west coast um new york would be yeah i never want to be in new york in the summertime i feel like that i would die it's 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 pretty it was it's pretty rough it's pretty rough i, I want to ask because you've only been in la yeah. for a little bit you know relatively speaking like what's the most la thing you've done like stereotypically la thing you don't have you done any stereotypically la things since you've been here <laughs> Hold tight, we're going to be back in just a moment after this short break. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's the most LA thing you've done? Like stereotypically LA thing you've done? Have you done any stereotypically LA things since you've been here? <laughs> I would say the most stereotypical LA thing that I've done. So recently, Airmon had the like Hailey Bieber smoothie um, that came out, Already. and my friend, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, my friends were super obsessed with it, so they got it like so many times. I just had it the one time. And I had it and we were like sitting outside drinking it. And I was like, honestly, like, yeah, it's not too bad. I was like, but I think my favorite like smoothie collab of the year has been like the Earth Bar, like Mad Happy collaboration earlier in the year. So I would say that that's probably (laughs) the most like stereotypical like LA thing that I've like said or done since being there, like keeping an eye on smoothie collaborations and rating them. Yeah, I wanted to, as soon as you said smoothie collab, as soon as you said the words, that's what I wanted to scream. That's the most LA thing ever. <laughs> like, as soon as you said it, it yeah. was like so on point. I was like, yeah, you're talking about smoothie collabs. <laughs> like over here, they're talking about shoe collabs, you know, music collabs. Now we're talking smoothie collabs at Erewhon. <laughs> You didn't see that enthused about it. Was it actually that good? It was okay. I was like, <laughs> this is a $17 smoothie. Mm. I believe it's it was fine. Um, but the Earth Bar Mad Happy, it was only $12 and it was blue and they put a little strawberry on your straw and it was it was better. So sorry. It was better. It was better. <laughs> and they put more effort into the presentation, and that's important. Yeah. If there's anything we care about, it's freaking presentation. Exactly. Yeah. I think I got that smoothie like more times than I can count for sure um, before mm. it went away. So that one definitely favorite. So we'll see. It's only halfway through the year. So there might be some other wow. contenders that come out. So we'll have to see. You have fully embraced smoothie culture in LA. Uh, now I have to ask, <laughs> do you take any classes? Like any L- like any soul cycle, any hot yoga? That's the real LA vibe there. Because I've tried all of them. Never committed, but I've tried mostly <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I recently have taken my first soul cycle class. Like I've only done, I think two classes so far. One of my coworkers, she goes pretty religiously. And so she'll text me and she'll be like, Hey, there's a Beyonce ride or like, Hey, there's an eighties, whatever. And so I'll be like, okay, I think I can go to that. But it actually mm. was fun. I was kind of intimidated because soul cycle has such a, like, I don't know, like reputation that precedes it. I was like, Oh God, this mm. is going to be scary and intense, but I've done like other rhythmic themed, like spin classes. And it felt just like that. So I was like, Oh, okay. I was scared of this for no reason. What's been your favorite like class that you've done? I think I was also surprised by spin. Like I said, I only tried it out like twice, but I think I was also like, this is going to mm-hmm. be dumb. This is going to be weird. This is going to be just like, and I just didn't think it was going to even be like that much of a workout and all this other stuff. I don't know. I had a lot of preconceptions about it. And I was like, wow, this like, this beat my ass. This was great. This was a lot of fun. The music was great. Mm-hmm. The Okay. This is actually funny. The class I liked the most was what I, I almost did on a dare. Because it was with uh, it was with an, an old it was like this was years ago it was years ago it was with an old girlfriend and her her she like lived like on like the kind of the border of Beverly Hills and her mom always went to these classes and she's like oh I go to my mom to these classes fine she didn't say what kind of class it was and I was like uh, I don't want to go I'm not gonna hang out with all the Beverly Hills moms right now but at the same time I also thought it would be really funny <laughs> to hang out with all the Beverly Hills moms so I ended up going with her and her mom and it was a bar class. 
uh and a bar like, class yeah and that so like it was a lot of okay. flexibility so much flexibility i'm just the least flexible person imaginable i am the least flexible person ever i'm too tall <laughs> i'm too tight and i'm just like uh they're telling me to put my legs on the bar they're telling me to do all these things and i'm just dying like i was and you could tell that the teacher like really got a kick out of this she was like this just this little little lady being like all right now jeff she'd always single me out because i'm just the one guy who's like in his 20s and they're like you you can really do it i believe in you just get your leg over and then she like try to push my leg <laughs> over and i'm like please stop that keeps hurting that's hurting that's hurting please stop and all the moms are doing great like, like none of the moms are breaking pain, a sweat so. <laughs> i'm dying like i'm dying i'm in pain i'm sweating but it was like one of the best workouts i've had in like 45 minutes i was like like shocked about how much it like stretched me out works me out there are push-ups and stuff too so it's not just stretching like there's push-ups and all sort of stuff so you are like working out it's just none of the moms were breaking a sweat. That was just the embarrassing part. Like none of the moms were breaking yeah. a sweat. I was <laughs> dying. And like the late teachers coming up to me, you did so good. You did so good. You did so good. Just like really, <laughs> just really about how it's just like, oh. So it was like simultaneously terrible, but also like, I was like, that is a good class. Like if you want like a compressed workout in 45 minutes, this was great. Yeah, yeah, I probably would never do that, but it sounds fun. <laughs> Dude, it's brutal. It's brutal. I feel like it was like custom to these moms or something too. Like it was like extra brutal. I have no idea. But yeah, I don't really yeah. do classes or structured programs that much for exercise and getting out. Like I really, really love now walking and getting outside and hiking a lot. Um, and when I walk and go on hikes, I don't even do like designated trails or i don't think about the trail as much i'm just like i'd rather walk with no mm -hmm. purpose um because that's more meditative it's more relaxing to just like i don't have to plan this out i'm just gonna go with it and i do that if i go to the gym kind of the same thing like you know it used to be like i had a very very heavily structured plan for every single part of me working out and exercising and i just realized that that was an mm -hmm. unnecessary point of stress for me because I know enough mm -hmm. to do it well. And I think if you're starting out and whatever people need structure, but I was like, I can just have more fun being like, I don't really know what I'm going to do today. Like I might do way more bike and yoga. I might do more free weights or like, and then for the hiking and walking, which I try to do every day. Like that's what the pandemic, like pandemic taught me, whatever. It was like, walking is crazy. Walking is the best thing in the world. Walking I just like, it's not even about the exercise of it. I'm just like, I never believed in walking before, which is a weird thing to say, but I just did it. I did. It was like, that's what old people do. So that's just old yeah. people going walks. That's just, that was my mentality. Like you always see like these little things like get 30 minutes exercise a day. And it's an old person doing a power walking. If I have the time and it's early um, and I don't have to start work till a little later, I just don't even think about it. And then it's like two hours. It's like two and a half hours, eight miles, whatever it is, you know, and it's just through the city and you just uh, discover things, you know? So I think having less structure leaves you more open to just finding, finding out things or finding random things. Sorry, if you can hear this truck that decided to just back just up. Just pull up. Um, damn truck. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, so I think it's a golf cart. I don't even know. But yeah, I walking is so underrated. Like I feel like people don't realize how great it is. And I also kind of rediscovered it during the pandemic. And I was like, oh, this is great. And I typically will do like a strength training, something or other, like three-ish days a week usually. Mm -hmm. 
So that's typically what I'll do, but certain weeks are just more like, I find that if I am like mentally and emotionally overwhelmed, like walking is just the easiest thing for me to do. Like there's just a very low like barrier to entry. I can just Mm -hmm. go outside and like walk around my complex or whatever it may be. But typically, yeah, I like to strength train. I coach at a gym and so it's like a strength training gym. So I'll just go there and like hop into a class um, just to get in and get out. Um, And then I'll sometimes go to just like random fitness classes, like with people that I know if they're like, hey, I'm going to this boxing class or hey, I'm going to go to this Pilates class or whatever. I'm like, oh, sure. That sounds fun. But yeah, I would say mostly what I do is some form of walking, some form of lifting, and then it just kind of changes week to week, which one is Mm -hmm. the, which one I do more based on like how I'm feeling and like what's on my schedule that week. So yeah, yeah. Wait, did I catch coaching? You coach, you coach something? I do. Yeah. I'm a like fitness coach. Um, that's what I've done the last like five years. I'm kind of impressed. We, we, we actually, we got to the end without even asking what we do. I actually really, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Only till now do we finally get to the, Hey, what do you do? I know. Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) No, but this is, this is actually interesting though. So fitness instructor, fitness coach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fitness instructor. I've been like personal training and group fitness coaching for the last like five or six years. Um, so that's what I was doing in the Cayman Islands. That's what I did before then. I've like kind of changed what mm-hmm. method I've done it in. So like I've done it corporately. I've done it um, primarily for like CrossFit style gyms and stuff like that. Um, and so the gym I'm at now, it's not a CrossFit gym. It's just like a strength and conditioning gym. Um, one, because I'm getting older, so my body couldn't handle being wrecked every single day. And like I was getting lots mm-hmm. of injuries and things. I was like, you know, maybe I should you know, listen to my body. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, like one of the main things that I do and yeah, it's super fun. I love it. Love getting to make a difference in people's lives and like watch people gain confidence in themselves and all of that fun stuff. Yeah. That's so, so that's really, really cool. Yeah. I, I, I would love, I've said, I think it'd be cool if I get, if I got paid to talk, that would be perfect because that's all I ever do. But if also, if I just got paid to like (laughs) move my body and teach people how to move their bodies, I mean, that'd be great. I know there's, I know it'd be so much training and like, you got to learn a lot of stuff because the one thing I'm always behind on that I don't know is like the anatomy and stuff. Like I have my fitness friends who Mm -hmm. are always like, gosh, like you, you know, they're talking about deltoids or whatever, you know, they're just talking specific <laughs> muscles and stuff. And I'm like, I thought you just lift heavy things and then boom, you, you get, you just get look good. You just look sexy. Like that's just the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was my training regimen at first. I'm just like, you lift big things and you look good. That's the only thing I do. <laughs> yeah, no, but like my job is like me sitting, sitting all the time. That's kind of my biggest struggle is like, I really have to force myself to be like, I need to go out today. I need to walk. I need to work out. Because I work from home like 89% of the time. I have this really bad lighting here because I'm like designing a studio space. Uh, I work in like uh, nice. like sound and sound design for like film and television. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of computer stuff. Yeah. Uh, I work on film sets like 20% of the time, which is great because I guess I get out of the house. But yeah. I am editing at this computer at this very station so much. And it I love the creativity of it. But you just – I lose like – four to six hours without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. And I realized I haven't moved out of my chair. I haven't, you know, they say stretch every 20 minutes. And I'm like, why? Yeah, that's so hard. That's you're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so bad. My back's going to break when I'm 35. You know, I just like, as soon as I found out like how you're actually supposed to do it. But 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I have to balance those things in my life because I couldn't I've like gone periods without the physical, without the fitness, without the the walking stuff. And then I, I just realized I'm more depressed. I'm more anxious. Like all these things. It's like they can they're not solved, but I can just feel so much better if I just I go and move. And I didn't even realize the connection between the two at first. But now I'm like, oh, I have to. Yeah. Do you do individual classes, big classes? Do you do both? Yeah, I do at the gym that I'm at now. It's more like small group training. So there's like eight to 10 Mm -hmm. people per class. Usually like on the weekends, sometimes there's a little more people because we have less class options um, for people to pick from. But yeah, so I do that. I used to do more like Mm -hmm. one-on-one clients also, but I think I got a little just burned out from that during Mm. COVID because I was doing so much of that and like pivoting everything online and all of that stuff. And so now I just have one client that I see um, like for one-on-one stuff and the rest is just the group classes. Um, Because I like like the group classes. There's just so much energy and you can like really brighten people's day and it's like you can kill all the birds with one stone um, and just make an impact on Mm. like the most people at the most time and um, yeah, I like the class setting, how people's energy can just all kind of like feed off of each other. And yeah, I think it's, think it's really fun. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that you do like sound stuff. I Okay, this is Becca here. Unfortunately, we're at time. So it's your time to say goodbyes. Bye, Ashley. It was so fun talking to you and meeting you. Seriously, it was a good time. Yeah, so nice meeting you, Jeff. So nice chatting with you. This was super fun. Okay, Ashley, take your headphones off for a second. We want to talk to Jeff privately. Yeah. Thank you. Now, first of all, it was so fun to watch this day. I was smiling from ear to ear. So hopefully you had a great time, but would love to just hear from your perspective how you thought the date went. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully you had a great time, but would love to just hear from your perspective how you thought the date went. Wow. Uh, I actually thought it went pretty well, especially considering the, like, the way I've never done virtual dating or anything like that. I haven't done like a FaceTime date or something like that. So I was just thinking like, oh, the internet's going to cut out. These things happen. But even when this stuff happened, you know, we were able to pick up the flow of conversation really easily again. And I mean, that's like the number one big thing out of a good date for me. I'm like, the conversation was flowing really naturally. Yes, agree. And what would you say are like the top three things that you really appreciated about Ashley? Like the passion for the work she does, because, uh, you know, the way she talked about like, I'm a physical trainer and all this, but it's about what I give to people. Like, it's like, I can impact most people. I think she said that twice. That was, that's an amazing quality because I think about that in my work creatively, uh, all the time and like how my creative work can, you know, make people uh, have an emotional connection with people. 
Um, and she's just doing that in a different way through like physical training and getting people the best part of themselves. So that was really great. Number two, she's cute. I mean, that's great. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, num- number three, I just love people who who can talk and who can like give you a good story off of just one question, stuff like that. Like, oh, like just, 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 you you know, just tell me about that vacation, you know, and just keep going without me even prodding at all. Those are probably the best qualities, I think. I love that. I love that you started with the values. I just was, you know, wanting to give some feedback that I thought you did a really good job of active listening, staying engaged. I thought you did a really good balance of sharing about yourself and also asking about her. I thought that there were like really great moments where you dipped into what I call like date appropriate vulnerability, sharing that you maybe were a nervous talker in your past and it's something that you worked on or things you've learned about yourself in the pandemic. So I thought you had a really good balance of that. And I would encourage if you guys go on another date to incorporate maybe even a little bit more of that. So just wanted to offer that feedback in general and body language wise also, you know, smiling, showing you're engaged. There was a lot of openness coming from your side. Great. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of opportunities for a tad more flirting. So if you end up on a second date, I think both of you can flirt a little bit more. There are some opportunities to say things like, oh, when I get, you know, when you're back in LA, why don't you take me for a smoothie or let's do a soul cycle class or just some way to show interest because we find often on dates that we're bridging the gap between two people who like each other and don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell in the state how you both felt about each other. And I think if you're interested, just make sure that comes across. Dang, that's that. That's actually that last point. That's really good. Just saying one thing to show interest. You have to say it out loud because otherwise it's like, it's in, it's just in my head, even though I'm thinking it the whole time. I'm like, if they're not, we're going to hear it. They're not a mind reader. Right. Even the things that you said you enjoyed about her, those would be such beautiful things to share with her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's, I don't know, that's good. I've never had a coach for this before and I've never had anybody tell me the good qualities that I have. So that's great. But I actually love like, I was going to ask you like, what could I work on? And I'm like, well, bam, it just said it. So there you go. I like that. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Okay. It's just these tiny tweaks will end up making a huge difference. Yeah. Take you right out of friend zone. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Love it. (laughs) So we'll connect with Ashley and then we'll figure out what the next step is. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Can't wait to hear back. Thanks for your time, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Let's invite Ashley back on. Hi, Ashley. Hey. Dying to hear how you felt about the date. So give us the scoop and then we'll ask you some questions. Okay, cool. No, it was very fun. Um, It was super easygoing conversation, like felt very natural, which is great. I feel like sometimes on dates it feels like I'm the one like leading the conversation and like really trying to like pull teeth, getting people to talk and share about themselves. And it did not feel like that. So that was amazing. Yeah, it was super fun. I feel like we have a lot in common, which is really cool. And obviously, we didn't get to like dive into everything. But I feel like there's a lot more that could be dove into. I love that. That's exactly what you want in a first date. You want to feel curious about the person. There's some mystery. And that's why you end up having a second date. So I had so much fun watching. You nailed it. I thought you did such an amazing job on the date. You were playful and you smiled and you elaborated and you had some like really funny moments. So overall, like kudos, you did such a great job. Thank you. 
Yeah, I thought that you did the ping-ponging really well. And not only that, but I think that when you would ask questions, it was a really good blend between funnier questions like what type of sausage do you like versus more intimate questions like are you extroverted versus introverted. So I really liked that you had a good blend that you kept it lighthearted, but you could still, you know, you were still trying to get to know him on a deeper level as well. And let me tell you, your laugh, your little like giggle at things is your superpower. It's like so flirty, so fun, so reassuring for him. So I think you had a lot of like good nonverbal that was great and kept the engagement going where you were kind of giving him that validation while he was telling a story without, you know, needing to verbalize it directly. I love those moments. Great. I love that. What qualities about Jeff did you like? He's definitely seems very grounding. Like, you all have mentioned. And he seems to like know himself pretty well, which is great. I feel like you can always tell when someone is just kind of like putting on a show or like they're being over the top because they like don't really feel comfortable with themselves. But he seems very comfortable with himself. That was the big thing that I felt and kind of picked up on. Um, And also like he can be funny and laugh at himself and he's not too, there doesn't seem too like stuck up and stuff like that. So. Love it. And one comment for you, and I said the same thing to Jeff, because you both seem to enjoy each other's company, is just to show interest. So there were a lot of opportunities where you could have invited him to do like a soul cycle class or to walk around the city or to do something in West Hollywood. So I encourage you, if you are actually interested, to show interest in some way. It can be something in the middle of the date. It doesn't have to be at the end, just so he knows that you are interested in a second date, if you are. Yeah, that's good to know. I am always bad at that. So (laughs) most people are, but you know, we're not mind readers. So it's so helpful to land the second date. And then later you can decide if you even want the second date, but that will just get you to the next step. Were there any hesitations on your end or anything that you maybe had hoped gone better? Yeah. I think that it went pretty well. Like I've been on a few dates and I would say this one's definitely like up there in the top ones, which is funny because it's like, we're not like sitting across the table from each other or whatever. Like, I think this was really fun. Um, But I would say, yeah, this is definitely one of the top like first dates that I've been on. It was really fun. It was really good. I think. I'm so happy to hear it. And you're focusing on exactly what we talked about in the beginning. So just feeling at ease and comfortable and natural and curious to get to know the person. And and there's more obviously to share. So I definitely encourage you guys to go on a second date and you are both on the same page. It was so nice to hear the way he spoke about you. Becca said, I wish that you told Ashley directly just talking about your values and how cute you are. And um, so it seems like you're both into each other and it's at least worth another shot. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would want to hang out again, just to keep talking and like, just see what comes up and things like that. And I feel like there's obviously like you can get different reads on like chemistry and things like that, the more that you spend time together. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't instantly like, Oh, gosh, no, like, so for me, I'm like, okay, that's a good sign. And I really liked what you all had to say and remind me of, of, you don't need to be like, panicking and thinking like oh gosh like is this person I'm gonna marry like it's like don't stress about that just see how you feel in the moment and take it step by step so what I would suggest is that we go out with Jeff again and see if the chemistry can continue to grow 
And in the meantime, Becca and I will go back to the drawing board and do some more interviewing and get you another match so we can compare. And we'll see how you feel with both parties. Becca, is there anything that you would look at in the interview process that you'd want to change up for Ashley? Well, I think that we found some key things that we definitely want to stay consistent with, like the fact that he felt really grounded, the fact that it was easy to have a conversation with him, those things we don't really want to stray from because you felt such at ease with him in the first date. But I think there's always room to tweak and just see what works better for you. So maybe it's just a different kind of um, career type that we're looking for or a different type of overall personality, maybe somebody who's naturally more introverted, although they can be social. So little things that we can just play along on the spectrum and see what fits best for you and what doesn't so you can compare. But it sounds like we got a lot of really good core qualities that we can stay consistent with, which is great. We kind of have an outline of what works for you. And then within that outline, we can be a little bit playful so that you can compare and contrast and see what feels best. Amazing. Dating is so similar to what you do for work. Like This is an exercise and it's building these muscles. And so just getting back out there and going on dates will hold you accountable, but it'll also teach you a little bit more about what works and what doesn't work. And so we can do some testing. So we're off to a great start and then we'll see who comes up next. Yeah, I love that. Great analogy. To piggyback off that analogy in the future, when you do find yourself getting slipping back into that like romantic role where you're wanting the grand gestures and, and having that kind of like feelings of wanting the fairy tale, just remind yourself that, you know, you don't run a marathon in a day. You don't build muscle in a day. It's a slow process. It's the same thing like Talia said is working out. So that you will feel that grand love, but it's not because of one big moment. It's because of a lot of tiny, consistent moments with someone who feels really safe and comfortable. And that's how you'll build to that. So, you know, carry what you do already in your daily life. You're doing everything right in your daily life. And we just need to plug that into your dating life. And I think that that will give you a lot of success. Yeah, this has definitely been helpful to hear those reminders and see it put into play and seeing like, okay, cool. You don't have to leave a first date knowing the name of your future child like that's great (laughs) (laughs) exactly right that's very true very true overall amazing yeah that was fun want to follow along with the show or know anyone good for ashley follow us on love struck daily on instagram and twitter or email love struck daily at frolic.media for matchmaking join our free database at three day rule.com or follow us on social media at three day rule. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein and our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler with little scorpion studios. We are executive produced by frolic media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. with you.